0: Welcome to Hope for Living with pastor, teacher, and certified mental health coach, Dr. Shannon Eaton. Listen to an encouraging message that is designed to help you build your faith, restore your joy, and renew your hope. What is up, friends, and welcome to Hope for Living with uh, Dr. Shannon Eaton. We're so excited to be with you. Uh, today, and we know that this is just going to be an encouraging word for you. It's going to be something that blesses you. It's going to be something that lifts you. Uh, We're so grateful for those who uh, have subscribed to the podcast, and we just believe that uh, our world needs to be encouraged. Our world needs to be lifted. Our world needs a good word. As a matter of fact, uh, the scriptures tell us this, that uh, anxiety in the heart weighs it down, but the good word makes it glad. So we want to be people who are Uh, sharing a good word that lifts people, that encourages them, uh, that helps them to know uh, that their tomorrow can be better than their today um, and that their best is yet to come. And so uh, the point of all of these times of sharing and teaching uh, is to give you something that will lift you, something that will uh, inspire you, something that will maybe spark your faith. Uh, You know, our saying is we want to Build your faith, we want to renew your hope, we want to see your joy uh, restored. We say that in many different ways, but today I want to talk to you uh, just from this thought uh, do it again, Lord, do it again. what do you mean? Do it again? You know we read through the stories in the Bible and we know that we're told that Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever, and we talk through uh, many experiences of people in the Bible and we see how God showed up uh, with mighty and miraculous power. Uh, whether it be to meet needs whether it be to heal uh whether it be to set free uh the Lord seems to always show up for his people uh the text uh the scriptures tell us that he he goes to and fro throughout the earth looking for someone to show himself mighty on their behalf so I believe that God not only can do uh things for us he can't not only can God work miracles, but I believe that God desires to work miracles uh, in our lives. But many times uh, we're going through discouragement. We're going through uh, pain. We're going through anxiety. We're going through worry. We're going through tough times. And sometimes we believe God can do it. Uh, but you know the challenge is sometimes we just don't believe that he can do it for us. And I don't know about you, but have you ever gotten to a place in your life where it was almost easier to believe that God, uh Could work for somebody else, like you prayed you know when you pray for other people, you feel like you just feel confident and powerful that God can move, but it 's something different when uh you pray for yourself and you believe that and and you 're trying to seek to believe that God will do the same thing and show up in the same and mighty way for you, but I want to encourage you just again from this thought uh do it again that 's our title today. Do it again we 're going to talk about the Lord. Who can do it again? But we're also going to talk about the fact that um, in doing this, sometimes God stretches us out of our comfort zones. He stretches us out of our norms. He stretches us out of uh, the things that we're used to. Uh, But ultimately, it's to bring us to a greater level of faith, a greater level of hope, a greater level of courage. And so I want to uh, just share with you uh, during this time, and I hope that this inspires you. We're going to read from the Gospel of St. Luke, uh, chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. And this is what it says. Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of the Lord, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. We're talking about Jesus. And he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake. But the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put out a little way from the land. And he sat down and he began teaching the people uh, from the boat. Now, you got to understand this scene uh, here uh, that you're going to find out. Uh, Jesus had been teaching the crowds, had been pressing around him for uh, a touch. They've been pressing around him uh, to, to hear the word of the Lord that it tells us so much so that Jesus then sees Simon's boat, Simon and his fishermen. He says, you know, let me get, let me get in your boat. Let me get in your boat. Let me get in your boat. I want you to think about that thought for a minute, because what Jesus was actually doing here when he got into the boat of Simon and the fishermen, you know, they're fishermen. So they're out fishing and he gets in their boat. Watch this. He gets into their place of business. In other words, the first thing we have to understand about walking by faith and believing that God can do anything is that means that we have to know that there's sometimes, many times, that God is simply going to get all up in our business. Uh, and sometimes, if you're like me, you have areas of your life maybe where you you are more inclined. To just welcome the Lord in. It's just easier to, for you to believe in those areas. But then you have other areas of your life where um, saying, Lord, come get in in my business is a little, you know, you're like, no, nah, you can have this, God, but I don't really want you to have that. In other words, you can have my my work and you can have my ministry but I don't really want you to touch my marriage. I don't really want you to touch my money. I really don't want, you you know, so many times, if we're honest, all of us have those places that we're kind of, we welcome God. And then sometimes we kind of hesitantly um, just leave the door kind of cracked open for him to come in and be a part of this. So in getting in the boat, he's saying, I will, Jesus is saying, I have no problem <clears throat> getting into your business <laughs> in that, you know, while it starts, uh, a bit uncomfortable it's actually a blessing that the lord will get up all in our business and we need him to uh but i want you to, it would it would be enough maybe if we stop there saying that he'll get in our business but that's not enough i want i want to take this further not only will the lord uh, get into our business you know what else he'll do gotta take over our situation <laughs> he will take over our situation see jesus when he shows up and he's getting into this this boat he's not getting into the boat to submit to Simon he's not getting in there to submit to the fishermen he's not sitting getting into the boat uh to to hear their suggestions he's getting into their business but he immediately gets into the boat and he tells them what to do he says you know put out a little way in other words from the land he's he he immediately gets in to uh the boat and begins to give direction understand something God always wants to give us direction. It's up to us whether we're going to choose to obey him, choose to trust him, choose to listen to the direction that he's giving us. Uh, because what you'll learn by following God, what you'll learn by following the principles of the word of God, is many times God moves in, in ways that, that look like building blocks. In other words, one step of obedience actually builds on the next. And so first he, he gets in the boat, and then he begins to give direction. What do we do when God begins to give direction in our lives after he stepped into our business what do we do understand something we want him to do that because when he gives direction he says look I'm ready to take over your situation I'm ready to take over your situation but here's the deal here's the deal my brothers and my sisters Jesus watch this when we walk with him and when we live with him and when we're in relationship with him not only does he take over our circumstances and situations but he'll do it without our permission And in a society, excuse me, in a society where we feel like uh, we have to give permission for everything, when it comes to Jesus, Jesus says, look, I'm getting in your boat, I'm giving direction, and I'm going to do it without your permission. Um, But what we don't realize at the time that all of these things may be building a level of discomfort and stretching us a little bit in our lives, The, the thing that we can be grateful for is the fact that it's going to build a greater level of faith in our lives. It's going to build a greater level of faith in our lives. Now, to, to give you some background into this, um, now, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Uh, let's just keep reading. But, but to, to understand the significance of what he's asking them to do, uh, contextually, they had been fishing all night. They had been out all night. They had already washed their nets. They were already done. They had already given up, and so now they had brought their boats back to to land, and now Jesus wants to teach the people, and he's getting back in the boat and telling them to go back out. And so this is not, understand, the point of this is that when God calls us to do something or when God is asking us to do something, it's not going to be comfortable. It's almost always going to be a little bit inconvenient. Um, It's going to stretch us, and we're going to have to trust what he's asking us to do more than we trust our own um, levels of comfort, our own levels of um, security and safety. And we're going to have to believe God to do exactly what uh, he wants to do in our lives. And sometimes it's just, it, it, it's humbling ourselves and listening and saying, Lord, whatever you want, whatever you want of me, everything belongs to you. My stuff belongs to you. My life belongs to you. Um, and I even submit my own ideas to you. And they're about to find out what happens when you do this. So let's let's keep reading. We've already said that God will get into your business. We've already said that God will will take over your business. He'll take over your situation. He'll take over your circumstances and he'll do it without your permission. But look at verse four, Luke chapter five, verse four. And it says, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch now remember i told you earlier that they'd given up um they were done fishing they hadn't caught anything which we're about to find out when we kept reading when we keep reading but yet jesus says go back and launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch if you go out go out in the deep launch out something's going to happen and the principle i want to give you is very simple if you're taking notes today failure is not your final destination, failure is not your final destination so important to realize because many of us have given up in life we 've lost hope we've lost courage we 've lost strength why we 've lost it because we have failed and what I like to tell people is this is there's there has to be an understanding that failure is not a person in other words, when something doesn 't work we we personalize it we call ourselves failures the reality is is that failure is a part of growth Um, not not achieving it is a part of growing and we have to look at failure as watch this an event it is something that happened that we can grow from that we can learn from uh, that we can recover from that we can move on from Uh, but watch that so so to to understand this I, I had to say that so that we could really understand this next portion or this next principle I'm going to share with you. And I said, God will often call you to do things that seemingly didn't work before. God will call you many times to do something that didn't work before. He'll tell you, uh, start that business that you tried to start before and it didn't work. He'll tell you, go ahead and pursue that calling even though you fell flat on, flat on your face before. He'll tell you to uh, attempt this goal even though it didn't work before. Um, and, and, and the reality is is that he's trying to to show us something here that it isn't so much the actual thing that we're trying to do. It's the presence of God with us. It is the direction of God with us. In other words, when we have a word on something, then we can go out in faith believing that God is going to prosper it. God is going to cause it to move forward. God is going to cause it to... To increase, But let's let's continue. Verse five. It says Luke chapter five, verse five. If you're just jumping in, Simon answered and said, Master, we worked all night. We worked hard all night and we didn't catch anything. He said, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. Now, here is what ends up happening uh, in your life and in mine when God asks us to do something that didn't work before. Or even when he just asks us to do something, you know what the first temptation is, the first temptation that we run into it's a very, very challenging one. And it is when God talks to us about what he wants or what he wants to do, we often talk to him about ourselves. So many times when God brings to us a calling, he brings to us an assignment, he brings to us something uh, that he wants to do. The first thing we do is we begin to throw in his face who we are, why it didn't work before, why it can't work, all of our inadequacies, all of our insecurities, And this is not said from a place of judgment or criticism. It is just a reality. This is what the people in the Bible did. Moses called by God. And yet Moses brings to him excuse after excuse after excuse about why God should use somebody else. Um, we see this with the same thing with Gideon in, in the worst time of his life, in the weakest moment of his life, in the most uh, discouraged moments of his life. God says, you're a mighty man of valor. I want to use you to free my people from oppression. And immediately Gideon begins to provide excuse about his circumstances, about his family, about his background, about how he's the weakest one and the lowest one in his family. It is, it is human nature, so to speak, many times when we're uh and 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 have felt and experienced major defeats in our life uh to begin to to bring back to God why it can't work when really we need to move on a word from God um and trust that he's going to do uh whatever he wants to do you know you know and and think about the potential excuses here, even uh with Simon uh about why maybe he could have disobeyed God. Um, why he could have seen his situation as hopeless, why he could have seen it as something uh, that simply couldn't work. And you know what happens? He says this. I worked hard all night and I'm tired. So sometimes we would go to God. We could go to God and say, man, I'm tired. I am tired. I don't really feel like uh, doing anything else. Lord, we could uh, he could have said, I know a lot more about fishing than the carpenter does. So this this is the the absolute funniest one to me, because this is something that many times could probably cause us uh, a sense of pride as well. And that's the fact that um, Jesus was a carpenter by trade and Simon was a fisherman. So Simon knew fishing, yet he's now taking fishing direction from a carpenter. What happens in our life when God gives us wisdom from somebody who doesn't have the same level of experience in what we're doing? What if somebody can see from the outside and say, look, I want to share something with you that'll help you, that'll prosper you, yet you can't can't receive. Uh, Listen, listen, let me say it like this. Many times we don't receive the gifts that God has for us. We don't receive the help that God has for us. You know why we don't receive it? We don't receive it because we don't like how it's packaged. In other words, God will bring people into our life. He'll bring help into our life. He'll bring instruction into our life, but because we don't like how it's delivered, we don't like how it's how it's clothed or packaged, we can't receive it. And we often miss our own blessing. You know what else he could say? He could say the best fishing is at night, not in the daytime. So he could say, you know what, God, you know what, Jesus, you got a good idea, but this isn't the time for that. This isn't the time uh, to do that. So he could have said that. He could have said, look, he could have said all these crowds and loud teaching have scared the fish away. You You see where I'm going here. Many times when we Are walking or feeling hopeless about our situation when we're feeling uh, discouraged, we can come up with any excuse in the world as to why um, we can't do what God calls us to do or wants us to do. So we want to be really careful uh, with that. Um, And so, what else? What else? You can say we already washed our nets, and in other words, we look, we already stopped. I'm not about to be inconvenienced and try to do this again and set this whole setup again, just because you asked me to do something. Um, so we watched and us. he could have said, you know what, Jesus, you might know religion, but you don't know fishing. In other words, <laughs> you know how sometimes we, we want to tell people, even though their advice or the direction might be good, stay in your wheelhouse. You know, this is my wheelhouse and this is yours. Um, I remember many years ago I was uh, putting, Something simple is putting water and ice in a cooler. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I, I dumped all the ice in the cooler first and then started to kind of put the water in there. and Somebody came up behind me, and they're like, you know, you could. what you should do is you should put a little bit of ice in there then put some water in there, put some ice in there, put some water in there. And I'm sitting there. I looked at them. I said, look, I know what I'm doing. And they just sat there and laughed at me because I'm struggling, sweating, trying to get this water to fit in. And really, I should have just humbled myself and listened uh, to the directions or the advice uh, that I was given. In other words, many times just because people aren't doing what we're doing doesn't mean they don't have insight, a little bit of insight that might help us. Uh, And how much more Jesus, the Son of God, uh, who sees all, who knows all, who has all power in his hands, knows everything about our life, every detail, every gifting, every talent, every struggle. When he gives us an instruction, how much more should we be willing to say, Lord, whatever you want me to do. I'm going to do it. But here's really what it boils down to. And here's what um, is a make or break for us in order to maintain hope and move forward in all that God is calling us to do. And, and, And here's really the key to seeing God uh, do it again or give us a repeat performance this is a, a key to seeing God move on our behalf the way he moved on the behalf of those we read about uh, in the scripture and, and here it is it's never allow our past failures to keep us from present obedience ah uh, let me say that again don't let your past failure keep you from present obedience in other words you many times we have an opportunity uh, to move forward in the things of God. But we are sitting in our minds and in our hearts. We're rehearsing our past. or uh, We're rehearsing our struggles. We're rehearsing our, our victories and our defeats. And really what we should be doing is saying, Lord, you have spoken to me now in present truth to my situation right now. And my only response is to obey. Why is it important to move at the word of Jesus or the word of God? Well, because the word of God has power. And this is what we forget. The word of God has power. Think about it when we are struggling we got to say to ourselves, at your word lord there was light and at your word the sun the moon the stars and the planets were created we we've got to say lord at your word life came into this earth we got to say lord at your word creation is held together and sustained we've got to say lord at your word empires rise and fall and history unfolds um your great plan see we have to, to 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 build ourselves up By reminding ourselves of the power of the word of God It's so very important for us to remember uh, to do that. And so I'm hoping that this is lifting you and encouraging you today, because many times, you know, all we need is not just a word from the Lord, but we need to move on the word we've been given. Let's let's keep going. Luke chapter five, verses six through seven. It says when they got when they done this, when they obeyed, it said they enclosed a great quantity of fish. And their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat uh, for them to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. Here we go. So they experience overflow. That is the fruit of obedience. But watch this. Here's Here's what we learn. We can never give something to Jesus without him giving us more in return. We can never give something to Jesus without him giving more to us and this is what we got to remind people of, what did they give to Jesus? They gave to him their time, they gave to him their boat, they gave to him their pride, and in doing that, watch this, Jesus said, look, I can bless you, and I can do for you what you couldn't accomplish all night by yourself, I can do more with a word from, from myself to you and your situation, so listen, some of you today, you're listening, and you're like, man, I just feel like everything has failed. Everything is not working, nothing. Everything's kind of falling apart. What do I do? You need a word from God. And when you get that word from God, you need to obey that word. And so many times we, in this, we 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 don't want to actually do the thing that God is asking us to do. That's the problem. We'll do everything that God, uh, we'll do anything but the thing he's asking us to do. What do you mean? So sometimes what we'll do, <laughs> it's so funny, what we'll do, is he'll ask us to pray and we'll try to fast. He'll ask us to fast and we'll try to pray. He'll tell us to to give and we try to pray and fast. You see, and, and really what we need to do is find out, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? What is the area of obedience uh, that you are trying to build? And then move out on faith and do that. Why? Because we want to see a blessing that is not only for us, that but goes generations beyond us. In other words, look at the overflow. It's proof. Of this principle, God never blesses you just for you. In other words, he'll do it for you, but he intends for it to be such that it would overflow and be a blessing to uh, others. Next principle, the fruit of God's blessing will always require help. It's always going to require help. So God never gives you something that you can just say, I did it. I can carry it. It's all me. No, when God does it, it's going to require help. He had to signal to his friends. Watch this. Um, But look, the other thing that it does, uh, verse eight, Luke chapter five, verse eight. But when Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Um, What are we seeing here? What's happening? Here it is. You can't truly encounter Jesus and remain the same. And so they saw jesus and experienced jesus on a whole nother level and it changed them why because when we see jesus here it is when we see jesus we see the true essence of ourselves, and we see the fact that without mercy and without grace and without the help of god uh, we can't do anything we can't be anything but with him all things are possible uh, to the one who believes what else are we saying where we are is not where we have to stay, in other words, when we have experienced failure they they' never caught anything they didn 't catch anything, and they could have stayed there, they could have gave up, but they got a word from God and I want this 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 episode today to be a word from God for you to get up and to do it again, to get up and try it again to to believe that the hand of God is on your life uh, to accomplish everything that he desires to do, and all he needs is your obedience, all he needs is your obedience why because where we are is not where we have to stay let me read one one more scripture for you give you one more point and then we'll pray together luke chapter 5 verses 9 through 11 says for amazement had seized him and all his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken and so also were james and john and sons of zebedee who were partners with simon and jesus said to simon don't fear from now on you will be catching men And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. What do you want to leave? What I want to leave you with is this is the same thing I believe that Jesus left them with a move of God upon our lives. It's not designed to produce fear. It's designed to produce faith. And so the thing that God does that will overwhelm us, the thing that God will do that will will just uh, give us a fresh wind in our life. Sometimes it produces so much awe That it scares us when in reality what he's trying to do is saying, I want to be a God so big in your life, not that it produces fear, but that it produces faith. Listen, people, you can have hope. If you're sitting here today listening to this, like, man, I just need a fresh wind. I just need something to work. I just want to see God do it again. I want to challenge you that if you want to see God do it again, maybe today is the day you do it again. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my friends. Let this word be such that it has built faith, renewed hope, and restored joy. God bless you, and God keep you is our sincerest prayer. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for Living Podcast with Dr. Shannon Eaton. We hope that you have been inspired and encouraged to apply the truths of God's word to your everyday life. Until next time, Keep the faith, hold on to joy, and live in hope.